0: Hello and welcome to the Wicked Things podcast. Haven, the story of lightning is one of the few story series created specifically for younger listeners. This is a fast paced story full of magic, conspiracy, fantasy, talking animals, and exploration of a primeval world that awaits the listener. We hope you enjoy. Lightning awoke to the gentle pleads of his friends. Come on, lightning, you gotta wake up! Slick and Slicker begged. He noticed Striper kneeling nearby as his vision pushed back the haze of the spiritual world. Where's Keeper? Has he returned yet? he asked. Slick pointed to Keeper, still deep in his meditation. Is he okay? Lightning stretched to get the blood flow moving through his tingling limbs. He said he'd be here shortly. He said he had something important he had to do first. Slicker forced a hug on Lightning, whether or not he wanted it. Easy, Lightning smiled, accepting of the weasel's friendly embrace. You found me and brought me back. I don't think I could ever thank you enough. Slicker clung tightly to Lightning's neck. We need to talk about the herd and the council, Lightning announced as he looked to Striper. You mean about Tremere and the council's field coup? She asked. Lightning nodded, yes, in response to her query. An unannounced presence from beyond the cave entrance startled the friends. The intruder in the swamp coughed and gagged in the dense fog. The sound of a loud crash sparked their curiosity, and the group moved to investigate. Slick and Slicker reached the mouth of the cave first. Striper joined them, and shortly thereafter, the now full-grown unicorn, Lightning. Look! Slick pointed toward a figure, moving around clumsily in the fog. The fog parted under Lightning's guidance and will to reveal a human. The being was a man, clad in a sand-colored shirt and trousers. He held the sketchbook and pencils, which tumbled from his grasp to the ground, along with other art supplies. The man spoke, but his language was unknown to the friends. He stopped at the sight of the unicorn. His eyes grew wide and full of wonder. With his mouth agape, he shuffled towards Lightning with a toddler's curiosity. The man continued to babble incoherently. Striper looked to Lightning in growing concern. I'd all but forgotten. When we investigated the shoreline... We stumbled across a camp full of these giants. Men. They're called men, Lightning corrected. What do they want? Slick asked, as the man was almost at arm's reach. I don't know, Lightning shrugged. Maybe I can help. Keeper stepped beyond the mouth of the cave. How? Lightning seemed puzzled. Keeper chuckled at his pupil, and his eyes closed. All things are possible with intention and magic. The swamp's fog glowed, and then quickly flowed into the man's mouth and nose. The man choked and gagged. What's happening? Lightning and its allies happily nodded as they could now understand the words spoken by the human. Striper stepped forward and spoke first. Human, why are you here? Fear gripped the man's face, as he had never heard an animal speak before. I can understand you, the man yelled in excitement. Say something else, please, this is incredible, the man begged. Striper shook her head and stormed to his feet. She pointed at him and demanded, Why are you here? The man continued to stare at the talking animals, but said nothing. Lightning approached the man as his curiosity extended itself into his intent. His horn glowed brilliant gold and a shimmering halo appeared around the man's head. It showed lightning the men at the man's camp, going about their way peacefully, exploring the island there. The man's attention was focused on a rare flower he was drawing in his sketchbook. He could feel the peace in this man's heart. Something pulled the man's attention to a commotion in front of a massive corral of powerful stallions. Outside of the pen stood his uncle Shadow, with his wolf soldier close by. Shadow and Charger, the leader of the Lipizzan stallions, spoke to one another but this man could not speak or understand the language of the animals. Lightning's frustration grew as he could not understand why Shadow went to the man's camp. The man watched from afar as the rest of the men surrounded Shadow and his troops. Chodron and Shadow nodded in agreement as a mutually beneficial accord was reached. The men rushed in to contain the animals. Shadow turned to face the man, and his horn flashed its sickly green, showering the area in its glow. The men each feel nauseous and fall to the ground, vomiting, and worse. Shadow noticed the artist and focused on him. The man felt compelled to flee for his life as Shadow set his troops upon him. The man fled, but the wolf pack followed him closely. He ran too fast in a panic to recall his way back to camp. After a long period of being chased, he found himself deep in the swamp. He still unconsciously carried his art supplies clenched tightly in his hands. The man came out of some enchantment, driving him to get away from his people. He staggered around in the swamp until he spotted a clearing next to the mouth of Keeper's Cave. He approached but did not notice the vines along the swamp floor, and tripped, spilling his supplies, resulting in a loud crash. We should never have come to this cursed place, he yelled in the language of man. It was then he spotted the group emerging from the cave. Lightning blinked, and the golden glow receded, along with the halo around the man's head. Are you the spear tip of a greater invasion? Striper demanded. The world in the man's vision was spinning. He fell to his bottom and tried to focus on the skunk. No, we're explorers. My job is to seek new plants and animals. Once I find them, I sketch them inside my book to show others what we find. He opened his sketchpad to show them he spoke the truth. The lifelike quality of this human's artistic talent impressed the animals. I have a name. I'm known as Robert, he clarified. You're a Keeper, too. Interesting. Keeper rubbed his chin in deep contemplation. Robert nodded an empathetic yes. You're the Lore Keeper, I take it? The response pleased Keeper. This man, Robert, means no harm to any of us. Pure misfortune drove him here. Striper sighed in relief of Keeper's words. What about the rest of them? Keeper shook his head in a defiant no. The others have been sent unknowingly to destroy all of Haven. Worry took hold of Lightning's expression. The Sky People! Yes, but our enemy's true name is the Anunnaki. In our people's ancient tongue, it meant those who from the heavens came. Keeper explained. "'What are you saying?' Robert asked, after presented with Keeper's observation. It focused everyone on Keeper, in hopes he will continue his story. Keeper walked back into the cave, motioning for the group to follow. "'Your expedition was no accident. Your team was directed here subtly.' Lightning nearly growled at Keeper. "'What about the herd?' Keeper settled on the ground next to a circle of stones and clapped his hands together. Fire sprung to life in its center, illuminating and warming the interior of the damp cave. The vines inside the earthen cave withdrew in the fire's presence, revealing crude ancient depictions of events lost to a time long ago. It starts with their arrival. Keeper pointed to an image of animals in a field. Above the animals showed a star in the sky, lowering to the field. This was not the story of a peaceful god coming to enlighten the world. The images showed them using a device to rip apart the ground. Afterward, they took stones special to them and left. They returned with many more of the sky people and spread across the world, seeking these special materials they needed. The next few images showed the Sky People growing tired of their toil. They then used their devices to experiment on the creatures of this place, to create a slave race to work for them. They combined numerous species' essence, but they chose only two bloodlines. They slaughtered the rest. It represented this by two human-like beings standing atop a pile of corpses with animal heads and parts. On either side of the two beings stood a sky person, happy with their creations. It showed the two beings to represent two bloodlines. It showed one created by using their own essence, and they took the other essence from early primates of the world. The first shared their intelligence and ability to create tools. The second was subservient to the will of their creators. The humans crafted from their own essence settled on a land far from anything near it. Their power eventually rivaled that of the Sky People. But the Anunnaki were jealous and destroyed their land. The humans crafted from the essence of the early primates proved to be the superior laborers. This made the Anunnaki happy, and they spread their slaves across the globe to mine for their precious materials. The truth was to keep them from rebelling against them. The next image showed the Anunnaki fleeing the earth, leaving their slaves behind. It nearly wiped the slaves out as calamity came from above in the form of a meteor strike. This plunged the slaves and their world into the chaos of the night for many years. Only the hardiest of the slaves survived to rebuild their lost world in the image of their creators. Their beloved creators had left them and showed no signs of returning. The creators did not take everything with them, though. They left behind monstrous creatures designed to kill any of the first race of man. Wow, very creative, but what does that have to do with Shadow and the coup? Slicker demanded. In all likelihood, I fear that those beings have found us and are manipulating Shadow. We need to save him and free his mind, Striper said as she rubbed her chin. Slick points at Robert. What do we do with him? Robert jumped to his feet, slightly offended, I can help. I mean, we can help. Just give us a chance to prove it to you. Keeper waved his hand past the flames, and they turned an eerie sky blue. First, we need a solid plan. If it involves the sky people, then we do not want to rush in. Robert shrugged. You should be careful, as those stallions are unquestioningly loyal. They're trained fighters and know how to kill. Lightning side. I'll get Shadow's attention by openly challenging him for Alpha, with Keeper at my side. That should give Slick and Slicker an opening to set the herd free without being spotted. Striper stretched near the fireside, warming her body. That will allow me to find thunder and rain. Keeper was pleased with Lightning's initiative and emotional growth. He was seeing firsthand how much his pupil had grown over such a short time. Sounds good. Robert smiled and examined his newfound allies. His attention stopped on the twins, as just beyond them he saw the shiny antenna toppers. Where did you get those? he asked the weasels. Slick and Slicker seemed a little put off by the question. We found them on top of your little shiny trees. They're good fun. They roll easily. They're easy to find. Robert planted his face between his palms. More important than all that is that they're part of our tools. They help us communicate with one another from far away. Robert picked up the spears. With these, I can call our leaders and get them to demand the humans to leave the island and return to the ship waiting on the other side of those storms. They'll have to listen to the orders of the Admiral. Robert smiled joyfully in knowing he will help make a difference here. Robert paused in his celebration and lowered his head. What's wrong? The plan sounds perfect, Stripe added. He looked to his sketchbook, but there is still so much to discover here. Keeper made his way to Robert's side. You would have to give up on your people to join us here but you would forever be alone among the animals here. Robert understood what this would mean. Either way, we must stop this coup and free the unicorns. The group agreed, each fully understanding what they needed to do. Each of the allies set off across the swamp to bring an end to the villainy that had occurred. Wasn't that terrific? I can hardly wait for the next episode. This is the Wicked Things Podcast signing off. Until next time, goodbye.